Welcome, welcome to the Marketing Campaign Podcast, where Bernice Lohman brings a spotlight to entrepreneur stories, brand, and shares chapters of her upcoming book, Marketing Campaign Handbook. Be sure to visit marketingcampaignhandbook.com. Now, let's go. Hey, what? Who is Paula? Outside of the many hats that I wear, Mm -hmm. I'm really just a a humble servant for God. Mm. Um, I'm just out here, just that person that wants to ensure that no matter what, um, an individual, any individual that God has called me to, they're able to reach their destiny. They're able. And I know a lot of times people throw that word destiny around. Mm -hmm. I really want to get over that. But my goal and I know that my mandate is to ensure that women that look like me, that have experienced what I've experienced. And when I say look like me, not necessarily the, my race or my complexion, but those that have endured the same or similar situations that I have endured. Mm-hmm. I understand now that my mandate is to ensure that I pull them out because God pulled me out. Mm-hmm. So outside of all of that, I'm here to ensure that no sister is left behind, regardless of race, creed, color, anything. I I have to pull them out of that pit. I have to pull them out of that dark place. I have to pull them out of untimely circumstances. I have to pull them out of whatever it is that they're in and be their sister. Um, because a lot of times they don't have that support. They don't have what they need to come out. So they stay in situations sometimes much longer than God ever intended for them to do. So I'm his servant. And my thing is, as the songwriter says, use me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable me to say that my storage is empty and I am available to you. So whatever that looks like for Mm -hmm. him, I'm totally available for him to use me. Yes. Oh, oh, God is so awesome. Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good, for them that love him and are called according to his purpose. Now, you did mention about, you know, ministering to ladies and uh, of what you have gone through that that kind of stood out to me. Can you share or do you mind sharing a little bit about what did you go through? Well, that's, I won't say that's a loaded question, but I'll try to make it as quick as possible, but giving a full understanding. Um, I've come to realize over the last 30 plus years that the enemy didn't want Paula here. The enemy did not want me to make it this far. Um, I started facing rejection issues in the womb um, because I have a mother that continuously said, I didn't want kids. And while that's sometimes an innocent conversation or innocent comment to make is really loaded and what I've come to realize in the last month or so is that we as parents as people especially mothers and fathers uh, when that child is being created we begin to put issues on them from conception so when we say I didn't want kids I don't want this child you know or the dad is denying Mm -hmm. that's not my baby xyz we're already infiltrating their spirit and with, well, it, 90% of the time, it's not going to manifest until they're teenagers and beyond. But we don't understand the damage that our words do in their conception. Mm-hmm. So that was me. I experienced that rejection from conception because, again, 
my mother probably until this day will say, I didn't want kids. And so I've had to battle rejection. I've had to battle low self-esteem. I've had to battle acceptance. Um, I've battled with depression. I've battled with domestic violence. Um, I've battled with narcissistic and manipulative behavior. Um, when I say abuse, I've dealt with the physical, the mental, the emotional, the financial, the sexual, almost every side in some shape, form of the domestic violence arena, um, as well as, you know, again, low self-esteem, not understanding my worth, mm-hmm. being what I've now said, I've, I, I once became Mrs. Fixer Upper, so I wanted to save every man that came into my life, but at some point, you got to realize in the words of a secular song, don't save him. He don't want to be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now realizing and understanding my worth that, no, you need to have something when you come to the table. It's not my job to fix you. If you didn't get it before me, the only thing that I can do at this point is pray for you and be led by God on how to deal with you. Yes. But I'm no longer Mrs. Fixer Upper. Um, and so that's what I mean, the things that I've been through. Um, I've been raped. Um, I've experienced um, molestation. Um, when I tell you, I could probably go on and on mm. and on, but I've experienced a lot of different things in life. And I know that that's who God is calling me to. And I understand that, um, that it's not by, it's not by his might, not by his power, but it's by his spirit that I'm now able to be led to do what he's called me to do. But yeah, when I listen, the stuff mm-hmm. that I've experienced, if I could go into detail, detail. Yes. You have you um, written your book you yet? Know, I haven't written it yet only because, um, um, the goal is to get it done by the end of the year. Okay. Um, because I always knew that there was things that God had that I got to go through. It's some processes that I got to finish coming through. Um, so that I can be able to testify about it, so that I can be able to really make some noise. Because there's just certain things that I can't say right now. Okay. But please believe when the Lord releases yes. me to let it be known. Um, there's some things that I've gone through recently um, that would have usually left me embarrassed, um, that would have usually me- made me to feel like, you know, I was a failure Mm -hmm. but I've come to realize that it wasn't it's not me it's those were things that the enemy put on me and those things were put on me by the expectations of others so when you have people that want you to become this and feel that you should become that and it turns you into a people pleaser you do things and it causes you to become a perfectionist so a lot of us that are perfectionists really aren't perfectionists we're just trying to please everybody else because we're afraid of failure because of what somebody else has said to us. Mm, so that brings in that's 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 also the root of rejection as well. The fear of rejection. That's the root of rejection. Mm. Yep. You don't want you don't want to let anybody down. You don't but at the same time you're suffering in silence and you're suffering openly but behind closed doors because nobody understands I didn't want to be an accountant. I didn't want to wear my hair long. I didn't want to do this. But because mama said, do it, auntie said, do it, your friend said, do it, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, somebody said, well, that's what's going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. What my what my spiritual parents are have taught me in the last couple of months is that that's a denying of self. You can't deny yourself because mm-hmm. the Bible tells us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Well, if I don't love me, how can I love my neighbor? 
because mm-hmm. I really don't love me. I love the idea of what everybody wants me to be, but I have not tapped into my true authentic self. And that's what I want to help others do. As I walk this thing out, I want to be able to help others walk in their unapologetically authentic self. If you straightforward, be straightforward. Yeah, there's times you probably have to curve it because, you know, depending on who you're talking to. But other than that, it shouldn't be a facade all the time. Like Everybody shouldn't meet your representative and you stay there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Um, pride normally kept me in situations. Fear of what others were going to say kept me in certain situations and relationships, even friendships. Um, even, listen, it ain't this thing. It's not just limited to uh, man and female or whatever, mm-hmm. sexual, and when I say sexual, not intimacy, but that level of relationships. But it's also with friendships, business partners, all of that. You got to understand that depending on what type of person you are, you don't always have time to go and pull everybody up to where you are. Now, if they're only a couple steps back, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it, it's beginning to make even more sense to me now when they say you got to surround yourself with people that are where you're headed. Yes. So if I'm too busy dealing with people that's still stuck in their own crutch, you can't help me take my business further. Mm-hmm. You can't help me get out of this relationship. You can't help me be a better mama because you're still stuck in depression and you don't want to face what it is and go get the help that you need to be a better you. See, I now have to surround myself with those that are already where I'm going and beyond. So like I said, that's with friendships. That's with any type of relationship. Yeah, because if not, you stay stuck and you wonder why, why am I doing all this? Why do I feel like I'm spinning my wheels Mm -hmm. and I got all these friends around me? Well, do you have friends or do you have people that just want to be a part of the caboose because they know where you're going? Oh, say it. So I just, when I say I just found myself, I was watching, um, I don't know if anyone has seen it, but there is a Instagram live video going around of Sierra and um, her husband. And, you know, the meme is what did Sierra pray in order to get him? And he said, you know what? Nobody's ever asked me what I prayed mm-hmm. to get her. Yes. And so what it taught me was, and sometimes we hear things growing up and they say, you got to pray specifically and hit targets and da-da-da-da-da. But what it taught me was, and it brought even more to life, that you got to learn how to hit targets. I can't just say, Lord, I want a husband. Or you can't just say, Lord, send me my wife or send me a business partner. No. What do you need? It's part of the laws of attraction. But from the biblical standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so now I find myself calling out and saying, Lord, send this type of friend, send this type of person, you know, send this type of client. And then you'll begin to see that type of stuff manifest. He said, make your request so, known. Make your request known. Mm-hmm. But see, so many of us, we read it, but are we really comprehending it? Are we really mm-hmm. understanding what it means? So this is, this is, hey, God, this is what I need. This is my request before you. You know, yes. so yeah, it's yeah. I love it. That's, Listen, that's, that's. okay. So everyone is 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 listening, whether on the live right now, audio, or even on the podcast. What I want to do 
is come back. I'm going to play my jingle and I'm going to come back because I want to ask you, Paula. I mean, this sounds wonderful. It, it seems like, the, you know, you've been transformed. There's been a transformation. I want to learn a little bit about that transformation because in the beginning, guys who are listening live, you didn't hear the beginning. I'm only doing like half of these segments. And so in the beginning, Paula talked about what she's gone through. She just did a little snippet, a summary of the things that she's gone through. So you're hearing actually the, the, the high moment of the restoration, the redemption, the salvation, the you're, you're, you're receiving the, the end, sort of the end result. There's more to come, but I want you Paula when I come back I want you to share with us that process what did that process look like were there any challenges because I want some kind of identification mag magnism from from someone who's listening and that they can identify with that process I know there were I'm sure a process through that from the beginning of your of the pain, the rejection, all the other things that you did discuss, you st- discuss your the rape, everything, but then there was a mid part that got you to that level. Talk to us about that in just a moment. Okay. All right, I'm with Miss Paula Foster. She's with the Speak Life Publications, the birthing place for authors, speakinglifepublications.com. Uh, talk to us. Talk to us about that process. Like, what what was that aha moment, too, for you? Like, you know what? I got to get out of this. Like, this is, not, uh, this is not where I need to be. Talk to us. Hmm. That aha moment, believe it or not, mm-hmm. took place was today april 7th Mm. that aha moment took place about officially about two months ago Mm. but i started to really see it maybe about six seven months ago um so i'll because you're asking the question i'll dive into it a little bit deeper um so i found myself um in a relationship and if i just be honest i found myself in a marriage Mm -hmm. and in this particular marriage I married the representative, so to speak. And it was in this particular marriage that I began to see some of the same things that I saw in my previous domestic violence relationships. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm tripping. Again, I can't go into much detail, so y'all have to follow me because once once I can really go into detail, it'll... Right, and get my book because once I can go into detail, I'm spilling all the beans. Like, I'm telling it all um and so it was it was in that um i did everything that we would hear that our ancestors did when their marriages was on the rocks or you know things just weren't right i was that faithful wife i was faithful um stood by uh him no matter what when i said no matter what no matter what but i began to see some things um that just weren't adding up and so I really didn't have anyone to talk to because, you know, they tell you uh, when you're married, you keep people out your marriage um, except for those that you really trust. 
Um, and so I didn't really, in that moment, I kept my pastors out of it because I didn't want them per se involved to that level um, of what was going on. Um, and then I also kept my family members and all that. So I was suffering in silence. And I was just seeing stuff, but my, my leaders would pray and cover me and they would speak things to my spirit that I sometimes did not always understand. And so one day back in January, my, my spiritual mother, uh, we were on the altar and my spiritual mother said to me, she said, I need you to get back in your prayer closet. She said for 30 days, she said, and in them 30 days, God is going to show you some things. He's going to reveal some things to you. X, Y, Z. So I went on a mission to go and be consistently in my prayer closet for those 30 days. And I knew it was going to form a habit because one thing that many people know is that when you're going through any situation in life, you can be the strongest intercessor, but there are things that will come and knock you out and yes. take you off your post. Yes. And the enemy intentionally designs it. And this was one of those things where it knocked me off my post. And I really wasn't praying to God like I should be. It wasn't consistent as it had been. So I did exactly what the word of the Lord was. I got in that closet. I studied. I prayed. And I got in silence. And so I began to see some things. I really did. He began to reveal some things to me about this particular um, relationship. And again, this was a couple months ago. So this is still somewhat fresh. So some of this I'm still walking through. But to answer the aha moment, I, we, our ministry has, our church, the church that I attend, has noonday prayer every Wednesday at 12 noon. And I laid in prayer that day. I laid prostrate before the Lord. And he said to me, he said, daughter, there's been three men sent to kill you. Not kill your destiny, not take you off course, but there's three men that the enemy sent to kill you, and one of them is your husband. Mm. And at that moment, I got up off my face at the end. I cried. I got up off my face, and I said, okay, God, you now have to give me the strategy mm. to make this happen. And so it was by God's divine order that that aha moment happened. Um and then he began to do the work from there. It, it's almost as if from that moment on, things were just highlighted. And I began to see things that I had never seen before. Again, I was already seeing things in my mentally and emotionally. I was detaching already. But in that moment, God said, there's three of them. Mm. This one, one of them is your husband. And he gave me the other two, but... I don't even talk to them anymore. I just had to say, God, I thank you. Mm -hmm. And so it was, again, it was then. I just had to pray. And I just had to say, okay, God, I need strategy. I need your strategy yes. to get up out of this. I need your strategy to move forward. I need your strategy. Help me. And when I tell you, so far, it has been a sweatless battle. You know what? Sweatless battle. I got to ask you this. Okay. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. God is so amazing. Okay. So... As a Christian married woman, did your thought come mm -hmm. like there, like, oh my God, like I'm, I would get a divorce and I'm a Christian woman. Like what, was that ever a thought in your mind? It was and it wasn't. Okay. Um, and that's one thing that I love about, again, my spiritual leaders, mm -hmm. um, because one thing she did say to me was, she said, if you had to hold this up in the court of God's law, 
would it stand? Mm-hmm. I said, let me get back to you. I didn't say anything. I just looked at her. I said, I'm going to get back to you. So what it did was it pointed me back to the father to say, okay, God, where would, how would this stand up? What am I mm-hmm. really right in what I'm doing? And he began to show me every scripture and bring back to my remembrance every scripture. I mean, it was days that I would sit in my closet and I would just be sitting there listening to worship music and just there. And I would open the Bible and one day the Bible just flipped to divorce. And I said, I wasn't, I wasn't, this wasn't on my mind. Mm -hmm. And so he just began to show me what are the roles of a husband? What are the roles, you know, how have I instructed husbands to treat their wives? How have look at biblically what my commandment is to husbands alone um, and what I've told them to do concerning the wife that I give them. And so I went back to my spiritual mother and I said, listen, it will hold up in God's law because this, uh, these were his commandments that he's instructed every husband to do. My husband was doing none of them, Mm. none of them on top of other things that was going on. Um, so for me, briefly, um, there were times where I'd be like, oh, me, I'm getting a divorce. I can't believe this, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. But then, and, it, and listen, it was, a, it, and I will say, it was a struggle for a minute because one, pride, em- embarrassment, fear, feeling like I failed all over again, let my kids down, let myself down, let mm-hmm. God down. Like, And I know, and it's also caused me to take a deeper look at Paula mm-hmm. um, because sometimes we're quick to point the blame on the other party. Yes. But then again, what I love about my spiritual leaders is they say, yeah, hold them accountable for their part. But what role did you play in that? Mm. And so it caused me and not to, again, not to excuse his behavior or anybody else's behavior in my life. But what's broken in Paula that continuously attracted this? Mm. Why did Paula, because me and my um, husband got married in less than a month. So what in Paula was so broken that she couldn't wait? Because I received a prophecy that said, wait 30 days. And I rushed it. I didn't wait 30 days. So what was God warning me from? Would this have even took place? If I would have waited those 30 days. So I was one out of obedience. I was disobedient Mm -hmm. in my movement. And so because of that, one thing that I've shared with my spiritual leaders is that one thing that I can attest to any woman um, that finds herself in this situation is I'm an example of God's permissive will. Because, again, we have free will, but it's permissive will. But we want to be in God's ordained will for our life. Um, So I'm an example of being that permissive willed situation where God permitted the marriage. But because people were out of order, people was not being obedient to whatever, anything that he said concerning um, our marriage or whatever, it becomes null and void. Because one thing that we have to understand about the prophetic word is that word is conditional. And it's conditional upon your obedience and you being in God's will. If you're not going to be obedient to God and you're not going to walk in the will that he has for your life, that word is null and void. And so it's kind of sometimes, you know, you kind of look at it and you just be like, is this really going on? Like, did this really happen? But again, I had to take a look at Paula 
Mm-hmm. Paula was prideful. Paula was trying to prove a point. Paula was trying to rush things. Paula didn't want to take her time. So, I again, I looked at me as well. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, what ha- what helped me to catch this 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 groove that I'm in now uh, where I understand um, my worth as a female. I understand now more so than ever what I bring to the table. Yeah. And so I don't have time. Like I said before, I don't have time to play Mrs. Fixer Upper. That's not my role. Yes, we're going to help each other. But And it's funny because right before I got married, I have a friend that I used to work with. And she had just told me, she said, Paula, you need the kind of husband that's going to pull you into, um, that's going to pull you into the 12 feet. And not you pulling him into the 12 feet. Mm -hmm. So if I would have took that advice as well, I might not have found myself in that situation. Um, And again, my husband has great framework, but there's just some things that God has not ordained me to do. And that's one of them. Again, on top of everything that I dealt with in that, in that particular marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that aha moment, it literally, just hit me maybe two months ago and I've really been strong in it yes. for maybe the last two, three weeks. If I just be honest, yes, yes. um, I, I, I found myself with a newfound focus, um, uh, where I'm like, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? And I'm learning, we're studying the book of Nehemiah and I've really been praying and, and, and I've been seeing through, through our Bible studies and things like that what it really takes when you're building something and having to find myself or I repent to God for jumping into um, business ideas, he'll give me, I'm ready to launch them in three days. And he like, hold on, mm-hmm. I, I ain't gave you the full details mm-hmm. of it. Yes. Um, so really finding myself in a place of repentance um, for my actions in life, jumping the gun, not sitting back saying, hold on. Okay, God, what would mm-hmm. you have? this to look like how do you see it going who are you calling me to what questions do i need to ask what direction what side of town what what are the prices what are this um and so allowing him to really lead and direct me beyond my natural eye because he knows what's best Mm, yes he does yes yes oh my god yes he does (laughs) so here Wow, you have a powerful testimony. I could just see so many ladies, and and even men. I know you mentioned your your helping women, but I also can see this as both genders in relationships because there are some men that draw crazy women. True. So you know, I just I just see this as um uh, not only a book but a whole mentorship program, like a <laughs> you know because there are so many people that need this information and what you have gone through. I just want to commend you for allowing God to to purge you. That's that's that that's what it is a purging, a, a cleansing of your heart. And you mentioned also a, a, a self-evaluation. You know, uh, David says, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. So I just believe that, yeah. you know, God is is cleansing. He's he's doing a new thing. Behold, all things have became new. So yeah. I just 
I'm just excited for you, my sister. And talk to us how, how did the Speak Life publications come, come into like effect? Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Speak Life publications has been around for a minute. This is actually the third name of the company. Mm. Um, I, I actually would have to say, and again, here we go. A true testament yes. to me jumping ahead of the game um, because the, the company started off as literary gifties, probably back in 2013, 2014. And in that season, I was really just doing bios, press releases and things like that. Um, and then probably about 2000 or 2020, so probably about 2016, 2017, it became Speak Life LLC. And so that next year, I want to say, or sometime right after I had legitimized it with the state, um, I had a young lady that I was working with, and she kept referring to the name as Speak Life Publications. And I'm like, child, why are you getting this name wrong? And the spirit said, no, she ain't, she ain't wrong. It is. It's Speak Life Publications because what I was doing, I was limiting myself to the services that we offer. So Speak Life Publication is a one-stop shop literary agency where we help authors and business owners, web developers, uh, with all things literary. We write web content. We write press releases. Uh, we offer workshops for authors. We offer coaching for authors. We even help authors publish. We can teach you how to do it yourself or we do it for you. Um, editing, editing, uh, formatting, book covers, you name it, we pretty much have the access to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And so what it is, we're helping you, the client, to speak life to those things that may seem dead to you. So if you got a business and you need um, a letterhead, but you just like, I don't, I don't write the right way, mm -hmm. call us. We can make it happen for you. You're looking for recommendation letters or whatever the case may be. And you can't do a press release. I just did a press release for a company uh, not too long ago. Um, and again, web content. So for those authors or those uh, building their website that say, I don't really know what this should sound like. I don't really know how to talk to my audience. Call us. We got you. Um, I had one person tell me, she said, you um, speak so eloquently and you just do things like with such an ease that you'll be the one that'll be able to take a project in front of finance financiers and get them to finance the project. Mm. Um, and so that's what I'm learning. Like, and that's why I said, we sometimes do what our parents want us to do or what other people think we should do. And it's really not our calling. I really love the spoken word. I really love writing. I really love like people ask me, Paula, what's your happy spot? Put me in front of books and an office supply store. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I don't do a lot. Of, I'm not that person that likes this. I'm not the average female. I don't like shopping for clothes. Somebody else can shop for them. Yeah. This is my style. You want to go get them, go get them. I don't, I don't own a bunch of shoes, contrary to what they think about women. Listen, I'm just that laid back girl that loves the art of writing, that loves the spoken the spoken word as a whole. So I have books on top of books. 
I got pens and highlighters and all of that because that's my happy place. Um, I like running numbers, but I'd much rather prefer to write notes instead. So I'm that girl that you may be saying everybody else record a message or whatever. I'm the one still taking physical notes. I'm the one you come into my office or my space and you see me with notebooks on top of notebooks on top of notebooks, Bibles on top of Bibles on top of Bibles because I'm just, that just does something. It just does something for me. Mm -hmm. So again, speak life publications, think, create, produce. That's our motto. So whatever you think, we can create it to help you produce it. That's awesome. Tell us how we can find you. Like this is this sounds really good. And let me throw this in there. This sidebar. I never knew you you did that much. That's um that's amazing. So mm -hmm. I love podcasts like this where I get to hear <laughs> entrepreneurs and you know I I've I've shared this with a um, couple of entrepreneurs like oh I didn't know you did that like oh okay cool mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just having this conversation is is enlightening. Uh, how can how can those who are listening, how can they connect with you? Um, you can connect with me. And let me say, the reason most people don't know that I do all of that is because you really see me focusing on the publishing side and okay. helping authors. But there's so much other stuff like you heard that I do, uh, which I that's partially my fault. So we're we going to make sure I fix that. Um, but you can re you can connect with me either on all social media, Instagram, Facebook. I won't even say all social media because I just hang out on Facebook and Instagram. So you can find a business at Speak Life Publications on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at I am Paula Foster. You can find my me on Facebook as Paula Foster. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you want to go to the website, it's www.speaklifepublications.com Awesome. Thank you so much, Paula, for uh, connecting with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You are more than welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. All right. Have a great day. You too. All right. Awesome. Listen, listen, that was great. I I'm I'm just I'm just at all, you know, at God. Like how he has he has taken us through so much. He's allowed us to go through so much. Let me say this. He's allowed us to go through so much, yet he loves us enough to correct us. He loves us enough to guide us and lead us, even when we go back, you know, as she mentioned. She got the word, but yet she acted out in disobedience. But yet God is still so faithful. God is still, man, he's a father. He's truly a good father. Like he will correct us in love. He will make sure that we get back on track to where we need to be. And even not just for uh, uh, making sure that we're okay, but he gives us more than enough. He's, he's so amazing that 
he allows us to be used for his glory and that he gives us increase how God has increased her through speak life publications. And she's able to be a blessing to so many others. Listen, God is amazing. Listen, y'all know, I caught that when she said, uh, uh, she was like, I got to work on that. <laughs> so speaking of the book, um, marketing campaign handbook, I, if you're listening and you too are one of those that, uh, when you share something, there are others who don't know, uh, what you do, maybe because you have, um, you haven't been sharing or, or marketing or, or, or branding yourself or packaging yourself in a way I talk about that. And I share about that in my upcoming book, marketing campaign handbook. I want to make sure that you, you know, that there are uh, different tools that you can use that can help you, uh, as you expand in your packages and the couple of other episodes, I hope you guys listen to the one with Kizzy as well, where she was like, you know, what she's doing now, she had did before, but she really didn't package it in a way. In fact, her stuff was free. And I was sharing about myself as being a coach. Uh, at first I was coaching, but I didn't package it. It was just something I just did in my free consultation where I would coach people along and even the weeks to come, sometimes the days to come, the months to come, the year to come, and I didn't package it. And so I want to encourage you guys who first, I'm gonna encourage you to go check out that podcast <laughs> and follow us at marketingcampaignhandbook.com. But I also want to encourage you to package yourself, package, pray, prayerfully package yourself. If you are the one who, as you know, as we were, you know, we are doing something and is it requiring your time? You want to know, is it requiring your time? Are you doing something additional? Some of you may say, you know, I don't want to charge for everything. I just want to be a blessing. Well, as your business expands, as your ministry, ministry expands, you're going to want to make sure that you are Listen to me really, really good, okay? <laughs> this was Kizzy that says, uh, you want to make sure that you're making an income for your impact. I love that statement. Um, it's not that you're just putting uh, income above you know, the impact. No, you, you want to make sure that you continue to impact. This is for those who you've been impacting. That's what you do. Yet you, at the end of the day, you have felt short. You're like, okay, what is this? Where did all my time go? And I still got five or six, seven more things to do. What happened? But then when the bills come in, when you want to, you know, market more, when you want to add more people to the team, you know, the finances have, are not there. So that is what I encourage you to do to make sure that you are strategizing. You're also planning your price planning. Like what does it take? You know, what does it take? How long does it take me to on this call? How long does it take me to, to create a proposal? How long does it take me to, to, to schedule? You know, how long does it take for me to meet a certain person uh, to, to schedule it and, and book it? And guess what? You also have an opportunity cost. Like when you're scheduling something and you're blocking time, you're, that is a, the opportunity cost is how, there may be someone that may, uh, can utilize your services yet at that, that specific time, they cannot 
speak with you because you're in a scheduled meeting with someone else. Well, the opportunity may have came for a large contract, yet you were in a coaching session that you're not getting paid for. So, you know, you just have to properly and with wisdom, uh, wisely, you know, um, make sure that you are not just, just doing something, uh, just to be doing it of course, but also make sure that you are like Kizzy said, I just love it. <laughs> Get the income, make the income, uh, that matches your impact. Now that's amazing. What y'all guys, what you guys think about that? What you guys think about that? Listen, I want you to follow, follow me at marketingcampaignhandbook.com. I'm going to be sharing some good nuggets and tips, uh, and also giving you guys some exercises. In fact, uh, one of the exercises that I shared yesterday and today is, uh, a, a proposition, um, a statement I was sharing that, uh, which I also share inside my book. And I was given an exercise for everyone that, um, you know, those, um, uh, entrepreneurs is called a positioning statement. So a positioning statement is a description of how, uh, a company or brand or product or service, how it feels the need in the market. So if you can do a, just do a random Google search, do, you know, search Nike or Google, um, companies have a positioning statement. It lets, uh, everyone be aware of how you're positioned in the marketplace. That is exactly what it is. So every company should have a positioning statement. And I share uh, that in my book, even some exercises that you can include, uh, which I've already shared that out on social media and in the uh, email list. So things like that you get when you are subscribed to the email list. So I want you to subscribe, go to marketingcampaignhandbook.com. And if you want to be a guest on the show, just email me, Bernie's. I mean, it's really simple. Bernie's my name, B-R-N-I-C-E at marketingcampaignhandbook.com. And guys, I look forward to connecting with you guys. All right, blessings. shares chapters of her upcoming book, Marketing Campaign Handbook. Be sure to visit marketingcampaignhandbook.com.